Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. November 7th, 2019. We are on a road to the holidays, baby. That's right, Jack. Welcome back to Duke Loves Wrestling, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. Listen, I'm just completely excited today. I promised you all last week, okay, we had a little little kerfluffle. We had a little uh, hiccup there when Jungle Girl, she bum-rushed her way onto this, this show, Jungle Girl from WoW Superheroes, you know, she's so frustrated because she wants her shot at Tessa Blanchard for the WoW Superheroes World Championship, so she bum-rushed her way onto the show even though she wasn't scheduled to be on, and unfortunately, the person who was scheduled, Faith the Lioness, you know, she lost her spot there, but don't you worry, folks, I promised you I would get Faith the Lioness on the show. So right now, without further ado, here is the interview that you've been waiting weeks for. This is the most anticipated interview in a long time. Faith the Lioness of WoW Superheroes coming at you right now. The thing about WoW Superheroes, folks, is that there has been such a a dramatic shift. When we think about what we were watching season one on Access TV, and compared to what's happening now in season two, I mean, just even a lot of the characters that we were following, the progression and, and the changes that have happened. And I can't think of anyone who's had a, a stronger change than our next guest here. And I told you, folks, I got to find out what's going on. I got to find out the truth because everyone's been asking about it. So without further ado, welcome to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Faith the Lioness. How are you, Faith? I'm amazing. How are you doing? I'm doing great, but i got to be honest with you here, and I think I speak on behalf of the Wild Superheroes fans. We are completely confused. I mean, Mm. goodness, we have our Faith the Lioness, the pop star. She comes to the ring, and she's singing, and she's dancing, and and she's glamorous, and this is all great. And then you align Mm. with that no-good Lana star. What's going on? Um, you know... I really respect how many years Lana's been in the business, and as you know, I'm new. I'm new to the business, and I just figured if if I were to team up with her and sign a contract for her as my manager, maybe she'd know what I should do and what direction I should go. So, to be honest, I'm not a fan of the cheating, and I'm kind of starting to realize and open my eyes to that. I just respect her years in the business, and I want to see where we go, and we'll go from there. I, I got to be honest with you, Faith. Season one, you were definitely one of the biggest fan favorites. I mean, we just couldn't get enough of you because you were something different. You were something exciting. And season two would definitely started off that way as well. But when we saw you sign that contract with Lana Starr, it just put everything in jeopardy for us. I mean, didn't you see what she did to Amber O'Neill and how she turned her back and used you in the middle of that? 
I did see that, and, you know, quite honestly, I didn't know it was going to turn out that way. I think I just got excited, you know, that someone was willing to team up with me and guide me to where I should go as far as my wrestling career. You know, I wasn't a big fan of how that went down and how that happened. I have respect for Amber as well, but, you know, I wish it didn't go down the way it did. Well, listen, I, I have to give you a lot of credit. Despite the fact that you have been in the ring on multiple occasions with two of the toughest, most accomplished pro wrestlers in the, on the planet, we're talking mm -hmm. about uh, Amber O'Neill and Jesse Jones. I mean, Jesse Jones, she's making wrestling great again. She's trying to break mm -hmm. everybody's arms. Amber, she, she just puts on a wrestling clinic in the ring. But one of the things that I've noticed is that you, Faith the Lioness, somebody who's still very new to the wrestling business, you have mm -hmm. held your own pretty well in that ring. What do you attribute that to, that, that toughness and, and, and that never-give-up attitude that you have there? I've been in martial arts since I was four years old. I have my black belt in Taekwondo. And honestly, when I started training in wrestling, Selena Majors, a.k.a. Bambi, she has honestly instilled that confidence in me. And I used to, you know, I literally stayed with her through the first summer I was working on the show and she kind of took me under her wings and like, you know, really got, guided me on how to be and how to act and to be tough. And as far as wrestling and, you know, I'm still learning, of course, every day. I feel like the toughness that just comes with, you have to just be like that. You have to have thick skin and, you know, be a lion, heart of a lion. And also I feel my parents, they raised me to be that way and to not care what anyone thinks and just do you, do your own thing. And no matter what, as long as you stay focused and on your path, you're going to achieve what you want to achieve. So I feel like having that laser focus and no fear, especially getting in the ring, I thank my parents and Selena for that. Well, sure, and, and shout out to uh, the Lioness uh, family there, especially Faith's parents. They definitely have done a, a great job with this talented young lady. And shout out to Selena Major. She was on the show uh, to, to kick off season two of Wild Superheroes. And, you know, mm -hmm. I, I personally grew up watching Selena when she was Bambi. And yeah. she is just a, a wrestling legend in her own right. So the fact that you're being trained by her is just really cool. Now, yeah. What I find interesting, you said that you, you are, are trained in martial arts. Mm -hmm. What is it about martial arts that makes uh, uh, competitors be able to, to take some of those sensibilities and translate them so well in pro wrestling, which is what you've done in, in WoW Superheroes? I feel since I've done it, you know, boxing, kickboxing, and taekwondo for a while now, it really, the movement, the flexibility, I just feel everything contributes to me learning wrestling. Like, I feel like I can pull different things that I've learned in the past and really contribute it into what I've been learning in wrestling and in the ring. So as far as, like, my finisher, it's the tornado kick. That's from martial arts for sure. Tornado kick to the head. So <laughs> it's so fun being creative and being able to pull things that I've learned from MMA and putting them into my wrestling because I just feel like, um, it gives a little bit of a different take on things. Well, that's cool. And, and, and like I said, it, it's pretty clear that your martial arts training combined with the wrestling training, that's what's keeping you alive in the ring, especially when you're going up against such uh, tough talent there. Now, mm -hmm. here's the thing that I'm confused about, though. 
Mm-hmm. You and Lana Starr have tagged with each other a few times against Jesse Jones and Amber O'Neill, and Lana Starr essentially has left you in there by yourself. Yes. Can you really trust her if that's the way she's treating you? I mean, come on. I feel I should give her another chance and just see where it goes and talk to her and get her thoughts on it. I did all right, you know, with being by myself. I didn't appreciate the fact that she wouldn't tag in, but and we've talked about that. But I think I think she'll change, and I think she'll have a little love and caring for what I have to say, and we'll see where it goes. Well, we're we're challenging challenging you, Lana Star. You got to treat our girl Faith right because she is a promising. Uh, a pro wrestler and somebody that we love to cheer for, we don't want to be put in a position where we may have to boo Faith because she's aligned with the likes of you, Lana Star. I'm just putting that out there. Just putting that out there on behalf of the fans. <laughs> Folks, we're, we're talking to Faith the Lioness. Okay, this is one of the most promising young pro wrestlers on the planet. You can catch her every week while superheroes 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Access TV. Now, Faith, we talked about your pro wrestling. We talked about mm-hmm. your, your martial arts background, but that's just the, the tip of the iceberg for you. You actually are a singer. Yes. Talk uh-huh. to us about that, because this is pretty cool, the fact that you're you're an accomplished singer and, you, you know, you've put some songs out and what have you, and if I'm not mistaken, you're even working on a new project. Talk to us about the singing thing you got going on. I have been in the entertainment industry since I was a little girl. Mom put me in dance when I was two didn't pay attention, was doing my own thing in the corner, and that's why she put me in martial arts. Just wanted to add that in there because I needed discipline. (laughs) As far as music, I actually started as a dancer and choreographer for other artists. You know, being in that environment really inspired me and made me want to make my own music because I have a lot to say to the world. I have a lot to share, and I want to inspire people to be who they really want to be and to just spread happiness and togetherness. Through my music, you know, I feel that's one of my big goals and for people to be confident, as well with wrestling, you know, I feel like it all intertwines. With my music, I do have a few songs out, but they're literally from when I was like 15, 16 years old. And since then, I've been in the works and working on a new album. And I have a lot of written and recorded unreleased music that will be coming out very soon. So make sure to stay tuned. I've been doing a couple live performances here and there of some unreleased music, so a few people have been able to get a little taste of what's coming. Yeah, and music is just a huge part of me as well as wrestling, and I'm just so blessed that WOW has let me combine the two. I'm in love with both. Well, and, and, and you do a very good job with both. There's no two ways about it. And I'm glad you brought up the dancing because I, I found this pretty interesting as well. What came first? Was it the martial arts or the dancing, or, or did you start both around the same time? I started both around the same time, basically. I, like I said, mom put me in dance when I was I was literally two years old, so I didn't really know what was going on. <laughs> I was like a little girl in some tap shoes and ballet shoes. From then on, I started martial arts, but I maybe took a little bit of a break from dance, but then I wanted to get back into it, but I still continued the fighting aspect, so... Ever since I was little, it kind of was, they both have been a big part of my life. And I used to, you know, do dance competitions and live performances of, like, hip-hop to ballet, tap. So I I like to keep it well-rounded. But at the same time as that, I was still trying to sharpen up my fight skills 
and as far as martial arts and boxing and kickboxing, so they they go together honestly for me. Well, it's it's funny, Faith, because especially uh, on Instagram, you have a few dance clips where you're you're standing in the middle of a large crowd and you're wearing heels, but you're doing all this this dancing and you just your balance is so perfect and, and everything is just working out and what have you there. And it's like wow, that's that's pretty mm-hmm. crazy. How difficult is it though to do all that stuff in heels? Because I, I know that when you're when you're probably practicing, you're probably not wearing heels when you're doing that stuff there. I've done both. You know, I'll practice at first maybe, let's say if it's like certain choreography, I'll start in some sneakers and then you gotta put the heels on to make sure everything will work out right because you never know. Ankles could give out, knees could give out, same with wrestling in the ring, you never know. With heels, it's very important to try those on first. And I honestly feel that I've been lucky to not have, knock on wood, broken anything as far as my ankle because of ballet. I started point ballet, actually, when I was, like, eight years old. I used to train with a Russian ballerina who was amazing. Her name was Irina. And that has really um, helped my ankles to remain strong for the heels, you know, aspect of my dancing. And I actually used to teach heels classes to other women and girls to just to inspire them and really bring out their lioness (laughs) when a woman is in heels they feel different than they are in sneakers and i know that for sure when i'm in sneakers i feel like uh you can't mess with me but in heels i mean i still feel like you can't mess with me but it's that sassiness it brings like a different feel and vibe so it comes to a point where you don't even think about you don't even think about that you're in heels so you just get used to it well, and like I said, and folks, we'll definitely be posting um, some of these clips for you there, so you can, and if you haven't already, follow Faith the Lioness on Instagram, on Twitter. You got to do it. There's just a, a variety of, of clips from wrestling and, and working out and dancing and singing. It's it's like there's a whole package going on in these pages here, which is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Now, 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 tell me the truth here, Faith. When you're training. Because I noticed you got a lot of clips of you in, in the punching bag. Mm-hmm. What do you envision when you're when you're beating up the punching bag? You can tell me the truth mm-hmm. there. Is, is there anyone in particular whose face is on that punching bag there, especially anyone in WoW superheroes? Honestly, in WoW, I mean, I want to eventually get to that belt one day. As far as the bag, I maybe envision Tessa because she's she's the champ right now, and not necessarily you know, punching her face in, but I just want that belt so bad and I'm determined to get it, and I know she has it right now. You know, it's just the determination and motivation of getting that. As well as, you know, people in the past, and I know everyone can relate to this, if you're punching a bag, you're going to you're gonna pretend it's somebody who's hurt you in the past, right? So, <laughs> exes <laughs> and, like, ex-friends that, you know, did you dirty. It depends on the day who I'm envisioning on the bag, but a lot of the times I feel like I'm punching, you know, I always say sweat is fat crying. I feel like the more I sweat, the more I'm determined to hit, and the more I hit, I feel like my future is closer and closer to where I want to be. So I feel like it's just my it's determination to get to the top where I want to be. Wow, what an answer to that question. And all I can say is, uh, while Superhero is a champion, Tessa Blanchard, you better watch yourself because Faith the Lioness, she's coming. 
Now, now, Faith, tell everybody, if they want to follow you online, if they want to keep up with Faith the Lioness and know what's going on, what's the best way? How can they reach you? How can they follow you? So on everything, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, it's at Real Faith Music. And my wrestling account is wow underscore the lioness. And you can reach all of my stuff there. It's on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. That's right, folks. And once again, you can catch Faith Saturdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Access TV. We're talking about WOW Superheroes, legitimately the most exciting wrestling show on TV today with some of the greatest athletes in the world, including Faith the Lioness. Faith, listen, I want to ask you an important question here. Yeah. When you drop your new music and when you become the WOW Superheroes champion, will you come back to Duplo's Wrestling Podcast and share with everybody uh, what's going on at that point? Of course I will. I would love to. What an interesting young lady she is, huh? Faith the Lioness, shout out to her. Again, WOW Superheroes, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Access TV. I, I don't like who she hangs out with. I just have to say it. Lana Starr, she's somebody that can't be trusted. But I can't deny the fact that Faith has gotten a tremendous opportunity since she's aligned herself with Lana Star. I mean, this past Saturday, she got that match. She got that match with, with Tessa Blanchard, and she held her own very well. Pushed Tessa Blanchard, the, the for my money, the number one wrestler on the planet right now. She pushed Tessa Blanchard to the limit. So... Watch out for Faith the Lioness. I mean, she's coming, Jack. And I'm pretty sure that if she gets another opportunity, oof, Tessa, you're really going to have to pack a lunch because you're going to be in for it. I mean, the girl's a kickboxer and she knows martial arts and she can do all of these things, you know, and then afterwards she's going to sing and dance on you. So <laughs> you got to watch yourself there, Jack. That's for, that's for sure, you know. So once again, shout out to Faith the Lioness, great young lady. A uh, bright future ahead of her. And, hey, she keeps herself in great shape, too. And, and I can tell that there's no two ways about it. She pays attention to the stuff that she puts in her body. And I've been doing something similar to that recently. Just, uh, you know, give you folks a heads up once again. I'm telling you right now, this Navita's Organics, you know, the, their entire product line has just been tremendous. In fact, I've gotten so many messages about some of the things I, I've brought up, you know, their green tea latte, and, and I just got a message the other day from uh, The Life Me blog. Shout out to The Life Me blog, T-H-E-L-I-F-E-M-E -E blog. Uh, great folks over there, you know, they have a pretty interesting blog site where just tremendous information, great photos. They're also on Twitter and and. Instagram. They sent me a message though. I guess they're listeners to the show and they gave me a shout out for making them aware of the the Navitas Organics turmeric latte. So, hey, yeah, it's good stuff, man. I, like I said, I put my I put sugar in it. Love it. Really good stuff. I've been messing around with their um cacao powder again. Been messing around with that the past week. In fact, I made some brownies with that. Ooh. They were delicious too. That's right. You you can you can do a lot of stuff. A lot of people don't realize this. Cacao powder, you can do a lot of stuff including making your own chocolate syrup. Uh you can you can make brownies and cookies and and you know, blend it up in in, 
your different shakes or smoothies. You can put it in your coffee, which I do a lot, but you can definitely do some stuff with that, man. You know, and I made those brownies and they were moist and they were delicious. So once again, shout out to the folks over at Navitas Organics. Their products, like I said before, you can find it everywhere. Target and Walmart, CVS, wherever. Get some of their stuff. Trust me, you're going to love it. The lattes, the powders, the, the cacao, the, the what you name it. They got it, man. Just really good stuff. Really good stuff. And that's what's been giving me a lot of energy. And it's funny because when I when I see somebody like a Faith the Lioness and all the stuff that she does over in Wild Superheroes, it's like, yeah, there's, there's no two ways about it, man. She's probably making sure she's messing with this healthy stuff here and it's working out for her. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. Listen, coming up, we have um, part two of my conversation with literally the most beloved wrestling fan on the world. It's still real to me, damn it, guy, Dave Wills. So that's going to be coming up soon. But I do want to go over, there's just a ton of stuff going on in the worlds of of pro wrestling and, and MMA. And, you know, we just spoke to Faith the Lioness. And as I've stated a million times, she's on Access TV with Wild Superheroes. There was a press conference that just happened this week, which was, for me, it came out of the blue. You know, I, I received the press release and I was invited to fly out to the West Coast to, to personally attend the press conference. And I want to thank the folks over at Access for extending that opportunity. Unfortunately, I, I wasn't able to make it with my schedule. But the great thing about it was the press conference was put on Twitter and, and they, they streamed it on their, their YouTube and Facebook sites specifically, but they had the links on Twitter. Um, and it was just awesome. Access TV in 2020. So just in a couple of months, they're going to start airing Combate Americas. Now, Combate is, is this MMA company that uh, Alberto Del Rio has been involved in. And, and I've talked about this in, in the past, you know. It's interesting because this is straight up, man. This is kick your butt type of MMA and, and they have the right folks uh, involved. And in fact, they have Thunder Rosa. She, she's going to be fighting this upcoming uh, Friday on a combate card. So just keep that in mind. You can catch that on uh, the Fight TV app and what have you. Definitely check that out. Please, Combate Americas. Let's, let's give our girl Thunder Rosa, who's also Serpentine, in Wild Superheroes, let's give her some love. But Access TV and, and Combate Americas, they had a joint press conference. And the gist of it is 35, 35 Combate cards will air Friday's Access TV in 2020. And in addition to that, they're going to have what's called shoulder programming. So this is, you know, your different... Uh, news and, and, and story-based programming that's going to let you know about the fighters and everything that they're going through leading up to the fight to generate some interest. You know what I'm talking about. You see that stuff all the time on the different ESPN and Fox Sports 1 and HBO and Showtime. You see all these things surrounding combat sports. Well, this is what Access TV is going to be doing with Combate Americas. And once again, the Friday nights... They're going to be airing these cards, at least 35 fight cards in 2020. Congratulations to everyone involved. I think it's awesome. I think it's just so awesome. And I definitely got to give a tip of my hat to the folks 
who own Access TV now, and these are the you know the majority owners, new owners. Um, these folks here have been very serious about combat sports and pro wrestling, and I'm talking about Anthem Sports. They're the folks who own Impact Wrestling, but they have different fight apps, and they've been doing this thing for a number of years. So the fact that they decided to become majority owners of Access TV, and now they're going to be Aaron Combate, I mean, this is just tremendous. Not to mention the fact that you're, they brought along Impact Wrestling with them, which airs 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, Tuesday nights on Access TV. And you know the Saturday lineup is just tremendous because you have WoW Superheroes at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then you have New Japan Pro Wrestling at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So Access TV, I keep hammering this home, folks, and I can't stress it enough. This is a network that if you are a, a combat sports fan, if you're a pro wrestling fan, this is a network you got to do whatever you can to make sure you're getting this. Okay, so if you got to call your satellite or cable companies and, and, and do what you got to do with your package, if you have the different things like Sling TV or what have you, figure it out, man. But you got to make sure you have access to Access TV because this is just the beginning. The way that they're going to be expanding and, and making some adjustments to that network to really make everything uh, continue to to complement one another. I think that is what we're going to see in 2020, and I'm excited about it. Any network that's going to dedicate itself to combat sports is a network that we have to support. I mean, that's what we're here for. <laughs> so it's awesome to see. And congratulations to the folks at Combate Access TV. I'm pulling for you, Thunder Rosa. I will be watching the fight Friday night. I can't wait to see you kick some butt. In, in fact, there was a question that... Um, Somebody from uh, Wrestling Inc. You know, shout out to Raj Geary and his team over there, Wrestling Inc. In, in, in my view, they're the absolute best website for pro wrestling news. And, and not just my view, they're number one. They're ranked number one in the world. So they're doing something right. Anyway, they asked a question of Alberto concerning Thunder Rosa and her ability to transition from pro wrestling into MMA. And he made it clear that he was confident she's going to be able to do it. She's going to be able to turn off that pro wrestling switch and turn on the MMA switch, especially when that fight starts. And that's a pretty big endorsement because a lot of people don't realize that Alberto Del Rio is legitimate badass. He, he, he can kick some butt, man. And he has MMA experience. And in fact, he has a fight coming up against the, the UFC legend uh, Tito Ortiz. That's coming up in December. And that's going to be interesting. A lot of folks are not giving Alberto credit for that match but it's not going to be a walk in the park for Tito I think Tito better watch himself there or he's going to get surprised and he may get himself knocked out that's just my opinion there uh, I don't really care if you hold it against me because I stand firm on it that's right but as for Thunder Rosa I, I just I got a great feeling about the fact that she's going to be able to showcase and represent the pro wrestling industry in such a great light by kicking some butt this Friday during her, her MMA match for Combate Americas. And she has some martial arts experience, so don't sleep on her. That's for sure. And I'll tell you, she's just been so busy. I mean, she has the, the thing going on with, with WoW superheroes. You know, she's Serpentine. 
And now she's signed with Combate, so she's going to be doing this MMA stuff. But don't forget that she's in the NWA as well. We saw her her wrestling debut on NWA Power this week, and it was awesome. And it looks like Marty Bell has aligned with her, and they, you know, ganged up on Allison Kay. And, uh, you know, she's the NWA Women's Champion. They attacked her, beat her up pretty good. And I'm going to tell you something. And I like Allison Kay. I, I've I've said nothing but complimentary things about her on this show since its inception. But I got to tell you one thing. She was very derogatory towards Marty Bell, somebody that she allegedly calls her friend. She was very derogatory towards her last week. So it's not a surprise that Marty Bell decided she's not going to put up with it anymore. And she kicked her butt. And I reached out to Marty Bell and, and, and I said it to her too. I said, man, are you sure that's your friend? And she responded back and was like, yeah, can you believe this? And then she just put out a, a recent message saying that if you don't want to be in my life, then you don't need to be in my life. And it's like, yeah, damn right, Marty, stick up for yourself. Aligning with Thunder Rosa, a badass like that, and Marty Bell can already handle herself pretty well. This is something else, man. Sienna, you might, you better just leave town. Because those two ladies, they're not going to give you an inch. They're going to keep kicking your butt and you're going to have to pay for what you said about them, especially about Marty. So I'm just throwing that out there. (laughs) Don't shoot the messenger. Just throw that out there. You know, it's funny, too, because when we talk about NWA power and like I said, coming up a little later, we're going to have Dave Wills. It's still really me, damn it, guy. And, And he says a few things about power. He's a big fan of it. In my opinion, it's the best wrestling show other than wild superheroes and it's funny because both of these shows are only an hour when they air now nwa power you can catch that on their nwa national wrestling alliance youtube channel it's it's amazing what they're able to do in one hour and you know i I saw an excellent interview with with tim storm and and it it almost looked like he was going to retire but he didn't thank god and nick aldis you know, he, he kind of talked him out of it and told him, don't forget who you are and what you've meant to this company, what you mean to this business. I'm paraphrasing here, but that was the gist of it. And it was great stuff, man. It was great stuff. You know, and, and you know, I'm a fan of Tim Storm. I mean, here on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, we have the definitive Tim Storm interview that took place two years ago. And you can catch it on the YouTube channel. But I mean, Tim Storm, that's my guy. It's a buddy of mine. And I, I'm telling you right now, Tim, and you're welcome to, to call in anytime and we can talk about this, uh, you know, on the air here. But Tim, you cannot leave the wrestling business, man. We need you. You've worked too hard. You've sacrificed too much. And you can't have any punks out there putting you in a position where you feel like you're not still necessary. Tim Storm, you're the man. So, no, you're not going anywhere. And shout out to Nick Aldis for for reaching out to you and letting you know that. And also, happy birthday to Nick Aldis. He just celebrated a birthday the other day, and it's pretty awesome. Best to his family. Did, did you know that Nick Aldis is actually married to Mickey James, the future Hall of Famer? How, how great is that? It's just so cool. Shout out to Nick, Mickey James as well. I know she's nursing an injury. She's awesome. But yeah, I, I love that NWA power. That's, that's my kind of show, man. I just... 
I think they do a great job. And you know what they do that a lot of these promotions don't do enough of? They actually showcase their women and they do it in a serious manner. Okay? You don't have to worry about not seeing women's content on NWA Power. They're going to give it to you. And it's funny because some weeks they're giving you more than one women's match, despite the fact that the show is is between 45 and 60 minutes. And that's the way it should be. Which brings me to my next topic, AEW, shame on you. What are you guys doing over there? You guys are not dedicated to women's wrestling. You're not delivering on what you said you're going to be delivering on. It's ridiculous. Shame on you. This one women's wrestling match a week, if that, is embarrassing. And I say if that because they don't even have one women's wrestling match a week on their show. It's, it's just crazy, man. They're crazy. They're, they're beyond anything that is reasonable. It's on TV, and you can't have a couple of women's wrestling matches. I mean, come on. Two-hour show. You can't fit in one, at least two. Two a week? Is that hard? They had Big Swole. She was just um, on AEW Dark, which is their, their web show, and that's very nice. But Big Swole is a talented individual who deserves to be on the big stage. She should be on the TV show. And what's funny is the stuff that she did on Dark, I mean, everybody's talking about it because she's awesome. So I just, I don't know what they're doing over there. I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue. People keep talking about this, this thing where Cody's being interviewed by Tony Schiavone and, oh, that's so real. It's garbage, man. I don't like it. It's garbage. He's trying to be Ric Flair, and he's doing a poor job of it. He's a great, he's a great value, Ric Flair. He's trying to do a hard times promo like his daddy, Dusty Rhodes, and he's not. He, he just can't get it done. He ain't getting it done. And the irony of it is, Cody Rhodes is in a feud with Chris Jericho right now, and for my money, brother, Chris Jericho is carrying the whole thing. Jericho is carrying the entire thing. He's more he's just more interesting, he's more entertaining. He he makes more sense when he talks. He's not faking it. He's acting like a jerk, but you can tell, well, you know, Jericho is kind of a jerk, so it just makes sense. It's just the way it is. I I would watch Chris Jericho all day long, Cody Rhodes, I'm changing the channel. He's just not interesting to me. Not in this role. Not in this manner. Which is kind of crazy because his brother is very interesting and his wife is very interesting and his dog is very interesting. (laughs) Cody Rhodes is just, I don't know, man. Cody Rhodes reminds me of, you know, when you get, you you buy like candy or you buy a, 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 a pastry or something and you open it up and it's like, yeah, I'm about to take a bite out of this. And yeah. And then you taste it and you realize, oh, shoot. I went and got the sugarless one, or I went and got the one that's made with with some fake sugar substitute or something. It just doesn't taste as good. It's just not as satisfying. It's not as gratifying. Now, that doesn't mean you won't consume it. In a pinch, you'll do what you got to do, but you would never make that your first choice because it just doesn't taste as good as the real thing. 
Cody Rhodes just doesn't seem as good as the real thing. His brother is the real thing. Chris Jericho is the real thing. Cody Rhodes is a a sugar substitute piece of dessert. And quite frankly, we're just not interested. So, Cody, I don't know what to tell you, man. You got to you got to really reevaluate um, how you're delivering this stuff, because it just at the end of the day, it's just not very interesting. Just not. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, no, Duke, trust me, man, it's the best thing. It's like old school. It's it's just it's great value. Give me a break. Chris Jericho did a, a parody of the stuff that Cody has been doing. And it was hilarious because he was just completely making fun of him. And he even had the man formerly known as Virgil. Remember Virgil? He used to walk around the Million Dollar Man. He was Vincent in the NWO when he was in WCW. But his original gimmick was Soul Train Jones. And when he was in the Memphis Territory, that's what they called him, Soul, Soul Train Jones. Well, it's funny. Um, he was in this, this skit with... Jericho, and he was hilarious. He even brought up Olive Garden biscuits, which is pretty funny. So anyway, I, I don't know. I just Cody Rhodes just completely turns me off. I I, I I'm not going to pretend. I'm not going to act like this guy doesn't annoy me when he does, because I don't think he's very good in the ring. I think he's good. I don't think he's very good, and I don't think he's very interesting. Whenever he opens his mouth, he's not very interesting to me. Is this there's something about the guy that just doesn't do it? Which is crazy because his father was amazing, and and his brother is amazing, and I think his wife is is just tremendously talented. Even when she's acting like a, a I don't know what the hell her gimmick is right now, but it's very strange. But I'm watching, I'm paying attention. I'm not changing the channel because Brandy has she has a lot going on. Cody. Ah, I'd rather watch his dog. I'd rather watch his, his dog do an interview. I just, whatever. I don't know. AEW, I, I just, it's hard to watch their program for me because I love wrestling. And the, the, the lack of quality wrestling that they deliver on a consistent basis is frankly insulting. It really is. Especially when you have NXT on at the same time where all they do is just quality wrestling. And I, I think the the skits and the and the long promos were a little heavier this week than they've ever had since they've been on USA Network NXT. But still the quality of the wrestling was just so damn good. Oh so good. Just good stuff, man. Even the match that Tenar Conti had with um former WoW Superheroes champion Santana Garrett. And there was some communication problems there. Don't get me wrong. Some some folks were, were taking issue with that, that there were a couple of botches in there. just didn't seem like they were as crisp as you would expect from somebody like a Santana Garrett who's experienced. And she's had some bust-ass matches. And Tenar Conti, she holds her own pretty well. But I'm going to tell you, even with the botches, those ladies had, a, in my opinion, they had a solid match. Solid match. And I'm very high on Tay Conti in particular because I think that she is just a badass, man. 
you you do not see her coming. You don't realize that you know she's a legitimate judo player and she has jujitsu skills and she's just she's a badass. And in the right situation, Santana Garrett could be the best heater in wrestling, in my opinion. They want her to be a baby face. All of you. Anyone who's ever hired Santana Garrett because she has an awesome smile. She's completely gorgeous. She has the long hair. This, she just has a lot of great qualities, Santana Garrett. And she seems like a very nice person. But she's a little too good looking. And her smile is a little too nice. And her hair is a little too long. And she, she looks like she may possibly, just possibly, think she's better than somebody else. And people like that, you got to use that. It's like Dolph Ziggler. You look at Dolph Ziggler and you can, you know, Dolph Ziggler is a nice guy and he's a hell of a wrestler, but he just looks like he thinks he's better than you. So for that reason, it's very easy to boo Dolph Ziggler. For my money, Santana Garrett is a heel. And I think that she needs to be positioned in that role. Just allow her to naturally be somebody that people don't like. And I think that if she's in that role, she's going to thrive. She's going to do a much better job coming from that angle as opposed to trying to push her as some kind of white meat baby face because she's just not. I'm going to tell you right now, she's not. I saw her in that match and I'm looking at Tay Conti beating the hell out of her and the whole th- the whole time and, and the crowd too, they just cheered Tay Nara Conti, which is kind of crazy because she absolutely was supposed to be the heel in that match. But they were cheering her because she's a badass. Santana Garrett, they were just looking at her like, all right, lady, whatever. You know, who cares? So make me care. Make me care by coming out and reminding everybody that you're better than them. That would be interesting. She has some new hair, too. She did some something new. with The, the red hair, fire. I like it, man. Because it, it screams heel to me. I'm telling you. It's like these 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 plays here. These these clues here that let you know. It's just like with Bailey. Bailey changed her hair. And it's like, all right, she's a heel. You know? A lot of the, the guys, they'll, they'll change their trunks. You want to know who a heel is in a match? Whoever's wearing the darker colors nine times out of ten when it comes to the men. Though That's usually the heel. If they're wearing bright colors, they're, they're probably not a heel. That's just the science of it. I don't know. It's always been that way. What do you want to do? Anyway, interesting stuff that happens on the Wednesday nights during the Wednesday night wars. But I'll tell you right now, I don't know what the hell's going on with AEW. I just, I don't know. They have a pay-per-view coming up. I believe the uh, Bleacher Report app will be carrying it full gear. Um, I don't know. They announced they announced a women's match for their their pre-show before they announced the women's match on the card. What the hell is going on with that company? I I just I don't even get it. <laughs> you know? And it looks like there's only gonna be one women's match on that card. On their pay-per-view. Which is longer than their TV show. It'll be about three or four hours. And it may just be one women's match. So it just, it boggles my mind. It's 2019. When you look at NXT and what they're doing with women, it's, it's just night and day. Goodness gracious. The WWE brought women to Saudi Arabia and they had a match. Come on. 
Get it together, AEW. Get it together. My goodness. Speaking of which, I watched Impact this past week. And I, listen, the best thing that I saw on Impact, they had a referee with no legs. This guy had no legs and he was refing that match and he was in on everything. He didn't miss a call. This guy was moving and grooving in that damn ring. I couldn't believe it. A referee with no legs. You talk about things that you've seen for the first time. That's the first time I have ever seen anything like that in my life. A referee with no legs. That was awesome. But I got to tell you right now, I don't know what the heck's going on with Impact. I got to be honest with this. There are, there are elements of Impact that I enjoy. And there are a lot of elements of Impact that I'm, I'm scratching my head. So I hope they get it together. And, and you know, something like having Tessa Blanchard uh, winning the Impact World Championship, that would be nice. I can sink my teeth into that. I can understand that. I saw a match with with Ken Shamrock and Joey Ryan. Let me let me tell you what what Impact does that just drives me crazy. And and, and Josh Matthews, you're a guy that I gave a, a, a supreme compliment to. The show previous, your, your your debut on Access TV, and now I'm I'm gonna hit you where it hurts, brother. So at least I'm being fair with you. Ken Shamrock, the world's most dangerous man. UFC Hall of Famer. Uh, he's the, the president of Valor Bare Knuckle. He's a guy that has been involved with... He's the godfather of, of modern mixed martial arts. Ken Shamrock. Former WWE Intercontinental Champion. Ken Shamrock. All right? The first NWA TNA heavyweight champion. Ken Shamrock. NWA TNA is now Impact Wrestling, for anyone who didn't know that. Right, so it's that's the lineage, that's the company there. Ken Shamrock. You got him in a match with Joey Ryan. The guy that does something where his opponent grabs him by his private parts and then he's able to flip his opponents with that. Okay, I don't like it, but it's a comedy spot. I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. Fine. That's what you're doing. TV 14... Uh, TV 13, whatever the hell they call it. That's the program. Fine. Josh Matthews, who I, I assume considers himself a, a, a halfway decent commentator. And Josh, I, I actually enjoy your commentary for the most part. He had the audacity while Ken Shamrock is putting on a wrestling clinic in that ring. Just flipping and flopping Joey Ryan around and doing some things and just looking just amazing. And Shamrock's in great shape. He just looks amazing, right? Joey Ryan, will he touch it? That's his call. Ken Shamrock just did a, just did a bunch of great moves, and the only thing that Josh Matthews wants to ask is, will he touch it? And I get that it's comedy. I understand it's a ha-ha moment and all that stuff. But come on. What are you doing, Josh Matthews? I, I would have just taken that and thrown it back to whoever wrote it. And I hope you didn't come up with that on your own. But it's like, it's Ken Shamrock, man. And Ken, to his credit, he, he went online and he said, pro wrestling can be anything. So who cares? And, and if Ken Shamrock, the world's dangerous man, if he can 
grab Joey Ryan by the by the junk and get flipped, and anybody can. Because Ken Shamrock, he takes himself very seriously. Trust me. <laughs> He's been on this show. I've spoken to Ken. He, he takes himself pretty seriously, which is not a bad thing because he's a badass dude. Uh, but I just, I don't know. Josh, you can call that entire th- match without reducing yourself to that. At the very least, call the moves that Ken Shamrock is doing. I, I just, I don't know. And I won't hold it against you, Josh, because I, I know that you, for the most part, and even for the rest of the show, you weren't foolish like that. But that was a low point for me, personally, as somebody listening to you. Just, what are you doing? L- leave the comedy to the guys in the ring, uh, Joey Ryan in particular. Just, that's all I'm going to say with that. That's right. But yeah, I, I just, you know, Impact, they, they got to get a little bit more focused, in my opinion. Um, they have a lot of people that, you know, no one's ever heard of before, which is okay. You can develop and build your stars. There's nothing wrong with that. And from what I see from most of them, they definitely know what they're doing. But I just get a little queasy when I see too much of a focus on hardcore nonsense. And you know, there's a lot of backstage skits and just things that they don't need. Just, just get back to the wrestling, man. Just give me wrestling. It's, it's hard to believe, but just get, when I see somebody like Taya Valkyrie get in the ring and do what she's got to do. And, and the guy who's her manager, he's, he's hilarious, by the way. This this guy, John E. Bravo, and he has a fake dog that he carries around. I, I love that guy. That guy's hilarious. And I think the combination of those two, there's something interesting there, too. Um, but we just got to stick to the wrestling. That's my opinion. We got to stick to the wrestling. And, and you know, there were bright spots. I mean, I, I saw Alicia Edwards, uh, Eddie Edwards' wife. She's on Wild Superheroes as well as Sassy Massey. You know, shout out, Boston represent. Uh, she had a little thing with some guy, and that was interesting. I, I, I will admit, it was a little skit thing, and she got a revenge on him. He's trying to sleep with somebody else's wife, and she wasn't going to put up with it. That's cool. But, you know, just get just stick to the wrestling. Focus on the wrestling. That's what I say to all these promotions. Focus on the wrestling. WWE as well. They'll open the show up and they're talking for for 25 minutes. Just stick to the wrestling, please. Get to the wrestling. We want to see the wrestling. As, as hard as that is to believe, the wrestling is what we're here for. We're not here to, to listen to Tony Schiavone call Cody Rhodes Bud and Buddy every five seconds. I don't even understand that. That doesn't make any sense to me. You're 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 an interviewer. We understand you have a relationship with the Rhodes family. That's fine. And Tony, I love Tony. I think Tony, other than Mauro Ronello, I think Tony is the best commentator in wrestling right now who's doing the job. I th- I think, especially with that AEW broadcast, I think Tony Schiavone carries that team. And I think sometimes Jim Ross kind of comes in and out, and it's not his fault. It's just he ain't, he ain't what he used to be. And I love Jim Ross. But I think Tony carries that. And I think that if you take Morrow out of the equation in NXT, I don't think anyone's doing a better job than Tony Schiavone on commentary. But brother, let me tell you, that interview series with Cody, I don't want to go backwards now. I know I already said this, but Tony, stop calling him, bud. Just please stop. Play a little bit more straight because that's who you are. You're Tony Schiavone. Just play a little bit more straight. He's not your bud. And even if he is your bud, you're at work. 
Just be a little bit more professional. That's my opinion. I don't know. It, it distracts me. What do I know? Anyway, there's a lot going on in wrestling. And, and I, I mentioned Combate Americas, which is the MMA company that's airing on Access. UFC just had their card in New York, and the main event was uh, Mastodal versus uh, Diaz. And let me tell you something. It was for the, the bad mother effer title, right? <laughs> the ref had to stop the fight because Mastodal beat the hell out of Diaz. Uh, he, he controlled Diaz the whole fight. And Diaz talking about, well, it's the last two rounds where I come alive and all this stuff. Shut up. You got your butt kicked. Okay. You got beat up. Stop it. And I respect you. And I respect your career. And I respect anybody who gets into the MMA ring. But let's not pretend like the the, the, the doctors and the refs don't have a job to do. What, do you want the guy to kill you in the ring? You, you should have seen this guy's eye. It, the cut was so significant. And it was closing up his eye. And he couldn't handle Master Doll. He, he he laid on the ground for half the damn time while Master Doll. I mean, he just beat him down. He completely dominated Diaz. The only issue that I had was that Diaz didn't get knocked out. But I feel like if that fight would have went another two rounds, they would have to carry Diaz out of there because it, it was just brutal. The ass whooping that he took. It was brutal. And, and, and look, Diaz, you're not Oleg Tiktaroff. Somebody with a soft face who he's cut up all the time, but he, he's not hurt. You're not Oleg. And this ain't that UFC. This ain't that MMA. This ain't that world where guys could be in the ring for 20-minute rounds and fight f- five, six times in a night or something like that. It ain't that world anymore. If you had what it takes to beat Mastodal, then you should have done it in the allotted time. You shouldn't let this guy pound your face in for three, four rounds straight. I don't know what the heck you were doing. Diaz talks about he's going to quit now because he's upset that that, that match was uh, stopped. Okay. I, I mean, I'd like to see you fight again because I, I, you talk a lot of trash and you're definitely a good fighter, but brother, you can't handle a guy like Mastodal. He's just better than you. Period. The Rock was in the ring and, and he put the belt on Mastodal and he did a, a, a photo shoot with him. And then Diaz afterwards, he says, you know, he, he can beat up The Rock too. The Rock can get it too. You you definitely can beat The Rock up. The Rock's not a real fighter like you. There's no two ways about it. But that doesn't, like, you don't get any points for that. I'm pretty sure I, I can beat up the, the teddy bear over there in the corner too. So what? Teddy bear is not a fighter. It's not even a person. So you saying you can beat up The Rock, that doesn't, you don't get any points for that. The Rock's not a fighter. The damn entertainer. <laughs> it's like, come on, Diaz, just take your loss. Cut the crap. That's what I say to that. But that's a whole other story. Um, It was, I mean, just a crazy week, man. All good stuff. Even the bad stuff's good stuff. Because it's something to talk about. And it's something to get interested in. And... What I like about it is the fact that it puts you in a position where you want to see what's going to happen next. How are they going to improve upon things? That's what I want to know. How are they going to improve? How are they going to get better? 
are they going to get better? We'll see. Who knows? Who knows? And those are the top stories. You know, there's there's definitely going to be more coming up. I know WWE has the Survivor Series on the road to Survivor Series. That's going to be interesting. It's funny, too, because WWE signed a new contract with Saudi Arabia. They're increasing the amount of shows that they're doing, that they're required to do in Saudi Arabia, as far as the contract is concerned. They were only signed to do one show a year for the next 10 years. Well, they increased that to two shows, guaranteed. So more money. <laughs> While Dave Meltzer and, and the crew were saying that, you know, there were WWE wrestlers were held hostage in Saudi Arabia or something stupid like that. WWE does an extra deal with them. More money. That's a whole other story. Consider the sources, what I always say, everything like that. But, you know. But yeah, those are the top stories, man. Good stuff. Listen, we're going to take a short break. And then when we get back, we're going to have part two of my conversation with it's still real to me, damn it, guy, Dave Wills. This is the pastor of wrestling, Kevin West. And I'm listening to Duke Love Wrestling. my memory now where are you from where are you born and raised originally i came out of my mother back in 19 no, i'm kidding uh born uh as a matter of fact in marietta georgia chemist on hospital uh from the atlanta metro area had been here all my life essentially you you were born in, in nwa country bad street atlanta ga yeah well aqua ga i guess you'd say now but yeah <laughs> So, so listen, I, I'm actually pretty jealous of, of fans like yourself because, you know, I'm born and raised in Boston, which is WWF country, as, as we know it's WWE now, but we always would get the WWF at least two times a year. You know, Boston is in New England, so WWF, they focus in this area. So even if you went to uh, Worcester or Lowell, Massachusetts, down to Providence, Rhode Island, Hartford, Connecticut, we always get WWF. And I see W an international world class, and you're ripped by the Boston bad boy, Tony Rumble. Thanks, Boston. You already know it, brother. You already Rip. know it. But uh, good, good, good guy. I never yeah, met him, but I sure did enjoy his work. But I uh, continue. Shout out to Tony Rumble and his family. Classic, classic folks. And, yes, I always uh, show them love for that reason there. Uh, but it's it's interesting, though, because, again, you're, you're from NWA country, and as a kid growing up, I gravitated toward the NWA product. I mean, obviously, I loved world class as well, coming out of Dallas. But the NWA, there was very, there's something very special about watching on the Superstation and seeing what was going on and what have you. And that's where you lived over there, so you got to see it up close and personal. Ah, but let me flip the strip on you. Oh, please. The NWA is not what I grew up on, as a matter of fact. See, another reason to hate fans in Georgia from uh, years ago. It's because we had Joe Petticino, Joe Spaghetti-O, as many Fernandez referred to him as in the interview, his Superstars of Wrestling on WATL-TV 36, which had WWF, which had Mid-South UWF, which had World Class, which had Memphis, which had the AWA, which had all these other promotions, including NWA. And it was fantastic. If you were a fan, you could start watching about 6.05, 
You can go to a three in the morning if you wanted to. It was tremendous. I actually really got into wrestling. Now, I watched a little bit of NWA, but where I got into it was watching UWF, which was eight, eight, nine o'clock, whatever. And I remember the days of DBIC, Duggan, and Doc, who I've been able to meet all three, which was great. Uh, I was hooked in at the angle where you had Eddie Hot Stuff Gilbert going out there, talking, calling Bill Watts out after Bill Watts and him had gotten into a skirmish with Smaz the week before, because he was managing and associating with Cortisha Chernyko, one of the Russians. And the co-ops were in that week, too, Ivan and Nikita. And he also managed the Blade Runners and all. So he wanted to call Bill Watts out. Uh, Watts was pissed because he was, whatever, Cortisha Chernyko defeated an opponent. And keep in mind, this is the time of, well, Ronald Reagan in the 80s, and those who don't live through it, didn't live through it, aren't familiar with it, but folks like yourself my, you know, late 30s, early 40s, 50s, remember, well, patriotism's big, um, Reagan very popular, which shocks me that another guy's more popular than him now, go figure. But, uh, he was Teflon, you know, the new guy's Teflon. But, uh, it was really interesting because that was the Cold War with, you know, Russia and U.S. Amazing how the more things change, the more they kind of stay the same. But when Cortisha Trieco would defeat an opponent, whether it was one of the guys who was, you know, wrestling like a Jeff Gaylord or a oh, Bobby Perez or whoever, he would put the Russian flag over him, and Jim Ross sold it like, oh, my God, this is despicable. This is disgraceful. And I was a proud you know, United States backer, of course. It was about eight years old, patriotism. And uh, Watts had told him, you're not going to put that Russian flag over anybody anymore. And him and Gilbert got a little brawl, whatever, blah, 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 blah. It would cause Watts to put a few knots on Gilbert's head. Gilbert comes out to the start of the show and says, listen, I want to see Cowboy Bill Watts. You know, and then Watts doesn't come out. He wants to see him again later in the show. Does it come out? And you're you're totally entertained because you got all this other stuff going on, like uh, you know you got Skandor Akbar and his crew running around. You got Missy Hyatt and John Tatum. I love John Tatum. You got Jack Victory. You got Terry Taylor. You got all these other guys around there, which is keeping your interest, but you're still wondering how's this going to go. What's Still doesn't come out. Gilbert comes out there, listen, I want to talk to Bill Watts, and I'm not leaving till I do. And he comes up there and pretty much gives an interview that says, listen, uh, Mr. Watts, you know, last week, you know, you wised me up. And it was interesting dynamic anyways, because Gilbert's daddy, Tommy Gilbert, who I was able to meet, who I love tremendously and I miss him since he passed, had uh, was, the, was the referee, and he was embarrassed at the conduct of Gilbert. They didn't even interview him before. And he said, uh, Gilbert said, listen, um, you kind of taught me a lesson. I'll paraphrase. You know, you're a very smart man. I was stupid to associate with these Russians. I'm going to go ahead and give you this Russian flag. You can do whatever you want with it. I'm disassociating myself with the Russians. Blade Runners came down the ring, sat stinging rock, stinging the ultimate warrior. He said, no, wait a minute. I'm still going to manage... Sting, and I'm still going to manage the Blade Runner. Okay, so it sounded realistic. He's still a heel. He's still a bad guy, but he's disassociated himself with the Russians. And he goes, you know, I was stupid. 
and, and you're great. And then Watts goes, when he hands him the rich flag, he goes, let's burn it. So you think you're going to see a flag burn. All of a sudden, Kolos running there, Cortesia Chirico runs in there, they jump on Watts, Gilbert's standing away from the whole situation. Then all of a sudden you see a little shovel that you use in a garden, a little trowel, and he starts hitting Watts in the head while they're choking Watts with a chain. And you see, you know, Nikita biting the head of Watts, and then you see the faces run down there, the good guys run down there. Blade Runners were there running interference, fighting with them and all, you know, keeping them out of there. And then after they beat the total heck out of Watts, what they do then is they leave the cowboy in the middle of the ring, and son of a gun, they put the Russian flag over the cowboy. And then Ralston, look at that, look at that, they put the Russian flag over the big cowboy. And as a seventh grader, sixth grader, eighth, I don't what it was, he's like, oh my God, I'm like, that's a setup, that's a setup. When he said burn it, God, that's what they were trying to do. They set up once. And it was just, Oh my, and then as they're leaving the rink, Gilbert's waving the flag up high. Fans are trying to take the flag. And everybody is nuclear hot. I mean, all the fans over in Tulsa or wherever it was being taken are pissed. I mean, they are irate. So what happens? This is where the UWF I loved. Now, of course, you're not going to get the conclusion of this angle immediately. But the next match was Gustavo Mendoza against Dr. Death Steve Williams, watch Protégé. He goes in there, beats the stew out of him, is done in just a minute, and you hear Born in the USA blaring. And it was tremendous because you're like, well, he couldn't beat up that, but he beat up a foreign adversary. So you want to see the match, and apparently, eventually, Kurt Chernika was out of there. But the Gilbert-Watts um, feud... Just was incredible. And he also had other stuff like Fantastics against the Sheep Herders. You had Tatum and Victory running around. You had all this other, you had Devastation Incorporated, you know, Ack and his crew, you know, Bad Day Leroy Brown, uh, One Man Gang, uh, you know, Chris Adams, Savannah Jack, Iceman King Parsons. All these guys were awesome just to watch and tune into. And we also got Memphis, Tennessee which I enjoyed seeing Jerry Lawler and Rich had done a heel turn. I didn't get to see a lot of that because WATL was using Rich as a, or uh, the promotion in Georgia was using Rich as a babyface here. So you didn't get to see some of his heel turn, but it was still tremendous. I tried to stay up for Memphis, and I, I couldn't do it. But I also got to see a flavor of world class because you had, you know, Cowboy Scott Casey against John Tatum and stuff like that, and the Free Birds and all kind of other stuff. It was a tremendous time. Now, later I wound up finding, you know, WC, well, NWA World Championship Wrestling. You got to see Flair and the Midnight Express. And I think one of the first teams, probably about 87, 86, was the Kansas Jayhawks and Jimmy uh, Garvin and Superstar Bill Dundee came over there. And, uh, and it was just really, really good stuff. And I just got hooked on it from there. So, really, I got more flavor and a Memphis and UWF and Mid-South and some world-class and some, uh, I got to see some variety NWA, but it was just tremendous. And then I got to see Deep South, who was local with guys like Tommy Rich, Ranger Ross, um, so many other guys. And then Southern Championship Wrestling later became the promotion. And and uh, Georgia All-Star with Joel Deaton and 
Stephen Brawler Lawler, who I consider a mentor. Uh, Ravishing Randy Rose, who I love dearly. Great, great talent that you just got to see growing up. And being in Atlanta, I didn't realize how blessed I was to be here. And it was just tremendous and phenomenal. You got to see so many different groups. And, of course, AWA with Michaels and Janetti and Buddy Rose and Doug Summers. And you got to see, you know, a young Paulie Dangerously debut and just the Continental Championship. Oh, my God, the Fullers, the Armstrongs, uh, the Nightmares, just so many different groups of talent that I was exposed to being in Atlanta. So you could hate me even more now. Well, Hashtag your turn. Go ahead. I, I got to tell you something. Dave Wills, there's a reason why you are legitimately the most famous pro wrestling fan alive. That that history that you just went down, that you just ran down there, is, is just completely incredible. And, and I'm going to tell you something. Me personally, here in Boston, we had cable vision. And, you know, my family was one of the, the early families that had it. So... You know, pro wrestling is, is very cheap to put on TV, especially back in the day. Pro wrestling sure. has always been synopsis with TV. And, and I don't know. that Billy may differ with that opinion. I'm sure he's been a pretty well, on sure. NWA, but we'll get to that. Go in ahead. the modern day, yeah, sure. But my point is, there was an abundance of wrestling on TV, especially if you had cable out here. So I got to see the UWF as well. And, of course, World Class is on ESPN. And... NWA, which was on the Superstation, and of course WWF and ICW, which is a local promotion here in Boston. But I'm I'm right there with you, brother. Where there was just an abundance of wrestling content that was on TV that you could get your fill uh, because well, it was there. It was definitely. There. I did not have cable, believe it or not, this time. This was all on our broadcast station when you had like oh six or seven channels. I think we had channel two, channel five, eleven. 17 was real blurry, so I didn't watch. That's one reason why I didn't watch on NWA. 36 was clear. 8 and 30 were your PBS locals. Uh, 46 was your other independent. And then later, 69, of course, we couldn't get that. But when we got cable, uh, I got five superstars on 39 again, so it was wonderful. But, yeah, if you had it, you got it. On broadcast TV, they had all of that wrestling. Yes, sir, absolutely. Wow. Sure did. Wow. that that is, and, and, of course, keep in mind, even though I joke and say that when I was in high school, I couldn't get a girlfriend with a, oh, a tremendous amount of alcohol and a fistful of 50s, which is sad but accurate. Uh, I clean it up because a friend of mine used to make a comment about it, a back blow in a fistful of 50s, but I never touched the stuff. I'm a good boy. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know. My my social skills were diminished because I got to see wrestling and so many people who were heels and faces. And, you know, you think about that in real life. Okay, Gorbachev's the heel, Reagan's the face. And nowadays we're kind of doing that again with politics in general and all. And promotions. I saw someone like, well, I'm with AEW. I'm like, wait a minute here. There's not really a side to me. There's so much stuff out there. It's not really whether you're a side or not. Okay, and the response was, when the end, only one can last. I'm like, that's ridiculous. You, you know, the person wasn't that naive, I'm, I hope, because there's plenty of room for many other promotions. Look at how many promotions we used to have. Vince McMahon has tons of money. He's not going under, even if the SmackDown deal went downhill. 
as long as he's good, he's going to be fine. Um, the cons, they on the Jacksonville Jaguars and soccer teams and all. I'm sorry, but if, hey, as long as they want to put the money in there and you're getting some return on their investment, they're around. Mr. Corrigan, he's a multimillionaire. We know about his music and his smashing pumpkins and all. And he did a great thing as far as bringing it back. Um, you know, but as long as he wants to put something in there, as long as he sees a lot in the tunnel, I guess, this plan, I have no idea what it is, but I can't see why it would be a negative. Um, there's a possibility. And if he partners with a Showtime or a Spike TV or a WG in America or something, who knows? There's more revenue. You never can tell. He may be able to, uh, you know, keep going. Uh, oh, let's forget, uh, for Ring of Honor. They're owned by Sinclair Broadcasting. Sinclair's got a ton of stuff. Come on now. You're going to have stuff around with Sinclair for as long as they want to put the money in. They own Ring of Honor. Uh, you know. So, I mean, there's plenty of room for other groups and other organizations. And I don't think you got to be with one. I can watch a WWE programming like Raw or SmackDown or NXT, and I can find something I like. I'm sure I can find stuff I don't like, too. Same way, I can, same way I can watch AEW and find some things I like or dislike, same way. Same thing, I can watch NWA. Hey, to me, it's the fastest hour on TV. Uh, studio, studio Wrestling Feel, I love Memphis because of that. You never know what's going to happen next. I love PBS because of that. The World Championship Wrestling, never know what's going to happen next. So I gravitate to stuff like that. I can watch, uh, you know, Marie of Honor. Uh, Jonathan Gresham is one of the best I've ever seen, and I saw him when he was training Mr. Hughes in Atlanta. Good Lord, he, 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 you haven't even seen his potential yet. John Gresham is just tremendous. I love the octopus. Great guy, great for it. He he is something amazing. I just want to say, and I'm glad he's getting his due because, truthfully, I'll go on a little side note about Gresham. When he was wrestling and Hughes was, and he was in the training center uh, at WWE 4 when Mr. Hughes was doing this today, our Fox. I got nothing against Fox. Fox was a good guy. And I'm, you know, I think him and Hughes are on the outs, but I still think the word Fox. He, he's been cool to me. Never had a crossword. But, uh, Gresham was training then. He was doing that and he was doing Hero Tiger and he was doing all kind of stuff. And I thought to myself when I was watching it, man, this guy's tremendously talented, he, but he's, he's not a very tall athlete. He, he, he's not very, uh, he doesn't have a lot of stature. He's not six foot four. I mean, six six. You don't realize how tall some of these folks are. The Godwins, Tex and Shanghai. Well, Phineas and Hogg, or who were they? Phineas and Henry. These guys are in their six, are six foot tall. I believe Billy Gunn is a very tall man. You really don't realize how small certain guys are. Just like they didn't realize how, you know, how you know Dean Malenko was severely different than Ron Reese. Now, I'm not talking about talent, but as far as height. I thought, man, Gresham's tremendous right now. I just, man, it's going to be a crying shame if he don't get a break because people are just looking at one thing or another that you can't really help. And I'm glad in that way that the business has changed where somebody like a Jonathan Gresham can get recognized for being a great mat wrestler and being a great technician and be able to go out there and, and put in, and, and do great things and be acknowledged. I'm glad that the women wrestlers are, are, are getting, uh, more recognition. I think Charlotte Flair's tremendous. I'm impressed with Becky Lynch. I love the heck out of Kelly Klein on the Ring of Honor. She's 
wonderful human being. And I'm not just talking about as far as wrestling. I'm talking about outside the ring. Great person. Um, Thunder Rosa, very, very, very good talented athlete who's going to be debuting on NWA Power coming up. Just so many different things have changed. And am I got the pulse of America on my hand? Absolutely not. Get real. I don't know what the next big thing is. Who who would have predicted that people would love the NWA Power Show? It's an hour. It's old school. It's only available on, you know, YouTube or now Fight and all. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they sold out their pay-per-view coming up in December. They went out there and were able to, you know, I think they got all three days of TV. Well, the two TV tapings and the pay-per-view sold out. You never know what is going to really appeal to people, whether it's an alternative or something that's, uh, continually going on that they want to see more of. I think people are looking for an alternative. And between that, New Japan, uh, New Japan America, boom, there you go. There's another promotion that can be around. It's, it's going to be, uh, you just have so many different options. And, and, and I chased a rabbit, but I'll get back to the hunt. Um, you don't have to be on one side. There's so many great things. You can find something that you enjoy. And I wish everybody good, good. Because the more promotions, it's better for the wrestlers because they can make more money. They can get better uh, contracts. They can get better. Um, they can get better, op- you know, options as far as work. They can go to various places. It's great things because these guys make a hell of a sacrifice to their bodies. And when you get right down to it, this is something that you just can't get back. This ain't a video game, man. You go up there and fall from a ladder, or you fall from the top rope, or you take a bunch of thumbtacks to the back. Can you heal? Sure, but guess what? You paid a bargain. I mean, you know, look at some of the guys who were the, you know, hardcore guys years ago. I mean, poor Abdul was waiting on a hip replacement for that last I checked. I mean, you know, I mean, and these are guys who weren't doing backflips and all. I mean, I, I hope that they don't have to deal with a struggle down the line, but I mean, you got to watch it. You only got so many bumps on the bump card. And at least this is able to provide more competition. At least they're able to make a larger percent of profits from the WWE. At least they're able to cash in on some of that stuff. You know, I mean, certain families can make a lot of money, okay? You make a lot of damn money for going out there and putting on wrestling and, you know, taking the risk. Hey, it's America. We're a capitalist society. You're going to go out there and be able... You take a risk, whether it's in the stock market or your business, you can reap some great rewards. You can also have some great losses. And I think it's great that the wrestlers who are out there doing the work, who are out there, you know, sacrificing their bodies, have been able to, you know, cash in a little bit. Will it be what? How will it wind up in the end? Who knows? That story is still yet to be written, and I'm sure it will. But at least now, we're able to see more benefits for more wrestlers. I mean, even though McMahon said when he did his wellness policy, hey, this is for PR purposes, we sent a lot of reduced deaths in wrestling. And I take my hat off to him. I don't care what the reason you did it for. Hey, if it stops the deaths of wrestlers, that's great. Because it was out of control for a while. And that's what caused my little break breakdown in Spartanburg, South Carolina, too. Well, it's it's funny that you mentioned that too, Dave. And, and again, folks, we're talking to Dave Wills, legitimately the most famous pro wrestling fan in history. Uh, and you I don't know. know. There's plenty oh, of others. <laughs> I, you don't have to know. I know, and and we know him affectionately as it's still real to me. Damn it, guy. You're very kind. And, I appreciate and, that. You know, Passing on Tosh Point Oh, 
10 pounds of gold, the internet, whatever. What about the NWA coming up, man? Well, you just said it. You're going to be there, and, and, and I want everybody to continue to pay attention to NWA power because, like Dave said, he's in the commercial. You may see him in the crowd, and there's some special surprises coming up that we're going to hold on to, Dave. But there's some special surprises coming up that folks are not going to want to miss. Dave, listen, I, I definitely want to have you back on the show. Um, and, and you know something? I think we're going to start a campaign. Let, let's get – it's still real to me, Dave. Let's get this guy to the Northeast, all these events that happen here. Hey, who knows? Maybe SummerSlam weekend next year. Uh, there's no reason why it's still real to me, Dave, can't be here in the Northeast. So It's still real to me, damn it. Still real, Dave. Dave Wills. Say it right. Spell it right. Put it on uh, page one and on NWA. You're going to see some debut. You're going to see the. Uh, you're going to see Thunder Rosa come in there. She's going to be great. You're going to see the question mark. You're not going to know what to think when you see the question mark. But I swear, it was the damnedest thing I've seen. Hashtag no spoilers. What a cool dude, man! I, I tell you. I got a lot of time for Dave Wills. You know, I just, I enjoy talking to him. And I talk to him fairly often. I mean, we talk online and share each other's stuff. And Dave is a heck of a storyteller, and he's just so entertaining. And I got to tell you, all of you you promoters and bookers and Comic-Con people and what have you, you got to get Dave Wills, man. You got to get him. Put put a mic in that man's hand and just let him go, because he's going to go. That dude is an entertaining son of a gun. I'm just telling you that right now. A lot of love for Dave. Good stuff. Good stuff. And, you know, that does it this week, folks. I mean, I I definitely have hit you with a lot, giving you the the, the skinny on everything out there. And once again, shout out to Lioness. She's great. Join me next week where we'll have more great interviews and uh, go over more of the top stories and We'll see what other kind of controversy I can stir up. I know some of you Cody Rhodes fans, you're not going to be happy with me this week. Maybe maybe Josh Matthews won't be happy with me this week. Who knows? You know, next week I might tell you about a funny interaction I had with a wrestler. Um, about politics of all things, which you know I'm a person with some experience in the government world. Uh, but yeah, they, they challenged me on some political talk, which was cool. It was actually pretty fun. But... It just goes to show, man. Even even when you, no matter what they're discussing, some of the some of these athletes are very competitive, and they will let you know how competitive they are. So who knows? Maybe I'll get that guy on the show. We can talk. He's a Hall of Famer, just so you know. Interesting person. Anyway, without further ado, a guy who I I, I talked trash about earlier, so I know he's probably gonna. Mother F me at some point, call me up and cuss me out. Who knows? Take it away, Tony Schiavone. Mr. Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling. 